Are we ready? Yeah, go for it. <clears throat> Hi, weirdos, and welcome to the 24th episode of Bumps Corn to Coast to Coast. Woo, 24! I am your host, Mike Eshelman. And I'm your host, Tom Arnold. At 24 episodes. Now, it's not two years because, again, we sort of stagger it with, um, like, what are we up to? Like, four months worth of imperfect recall that we did. So, theoretically, yeah. we're 28 months into this project. Right. Does that sound about right? I, th- I want to say it was like January of two years ago that we started this thing. I want to say it was more like fe- like March. Okay. Or maybe it was January. Whatever. And, uh, oh, Whatever. you know what? We doubled up a couple months. Like we would get so excited about oh, recording. Yeah. We would just like cram two of them in a month. That's that's right. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> we were young. And, and, <laughs> it's so and impulsive. Oh, it's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so, because Tom and I love doing this every month, but also love making new things, um, we're also going to add another title to the stable. Yes. Uh, sort of, again, looking back at our youth, but not through that, that depressing tint that we have in Imperfect Recall, but more just looking back nostalgically at movies and TV shows and albums and, and things that came out when we were younger and how we perceive them now. Right. The stuff that so, sort of at the time was very impactful. Uh, does it stand the test of time? Does it, does it hold the same weight and does it, does it still hit you in the feels like it did back in, you know, your youth? Yeah. So, and, and nostalgia is huge right now. Um, it seems like, Everything in the movie theater is from our youth. It's either a remake or a reimaging of something. Um, the music sort of harkens back to that too, and even TV shows too. Like everything, it seems, is just a regurgitation of our youth. But it, it kind of makes sense because we're we're the middle aged Americans now. The world is shit, so everybody wants that that warm security blanket of your childhood wrapped around them. And corporate wants our disposable income. And our non-disposable income, too. So, <laughs> and more yeah. power to them. So if you have a childhood memory, there's a Funko Pop version of it somewhere. True. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. It's called Nostalgia Sucks Rocks. Because our goal is at the end of each episode to determine, does this piece of media suck or does it rock? Does it still hold up to the way we idolized it when we were teenagers or were we just morons and it's something terrible now. But until we get there, we have some fascinating articles that Tom has dug up for us. In the meantime, <laughs> erstwhile. <laughs> so the first one that, that caught my eye, um, all I saw was metal spike and prosthetic legs strapped to his head. And I didn't even need to read anymore. I'm like, ah, this needs to be in my life. Highlight, cut, copy, paste. Amen. <laughs> so, and I'm a sucker for a pun in your, the title of these articles, too. So, without further ado, armed robbery, my leg. 
is it still an armed robbery when the hot item is a leg? That's the question after an Oklahoma man was arrested after allegedly stealing a prosthetic leg during an armed robbery, according to ABC affiliate WLNE. WLNE. The, the lane. <laughs> the victim told police that a man later identified as Kevion Hooks approached him with a large metal spike, then took his backpack along with his prosthetic leg. Hooks allegedly asked the victim how much the items were worth as he waved the spike around. When investigators caught up with Hooks, he had the prosthetic leg strapped to his head. Police removed the leg from his head and returned it to its rightful owner. Hooks was arrested for armed robbery. So, again, that's awesome. All of it. All of it. Yeah. Yeah. What's his word to you? <laughs> and that's what's crazy. I mean, I've never had a prosthetic leg. I don't know how much those things weigh. But if if you're robbing somebody, you know, you'd think speed would be one of the things that you're looking for in your escape. Right. So, don't stop. Hey, you, know, you got a receipt for this? Yeah, exactly. So I understand his risk versus reward. You know, if this is going to slow me down, is it worth some scratch? Right. Obviously, the ratio was good enough for Mr. Hooks to say, hell yes, I'm strapping this to oh, my yeah. head and making a run for it. Yeah. You know, when, you know again, great foresight on, on, on Kevion Hooks. Let's see, I, I've got sh- my hands are full with other stolen merchandise. <laughs> I want the leg. Right. But I, I'm already encumbered. <laughs> I'll strap it to my head. <laughs> oh, that's good. And did you happen to, to look at the mugshot of Mr. Oh, Kevion? I did. Yes. <laughs> that was fantastic. At first, I thought it was the hide your wife, hide your kids. They're raping everybody down here. Yes. It, it's like um, a, a random image from any Eddie Murphy movie. That, too. I actually was like, oh, Tay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of got a buckwheat thing going on. Yes. It's not racist. It's look at the picture. Oh, yeah. And and again, I had to read the article online to make sure that it wasn't just some random image they stuck in there. That's not a mugshot. That's a guy having a fucking great time, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it's, can I get some credit for strapping it to my head? Yes. My hands were full. Come on. So, and, and again, I, I love, I hate research, but I love to picture how these things play out. So right. I was picturing the, all the straps and accoutrements at like the, the top part of the leg that connect it to your, your stump. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he strapped it around his head. So it was pointing straight up in the air. That's how like I an appendage. It. Yeah. Like it's like a yeah, like a big leg growing out of the top of his head. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and just bouncing down the street as he runs away from yeah. the scene of the crime. That's how I pictured it. Uh it's because beautiful. really the only other way would be like to have it affixed like a like a like a long leg beard. Like a long yes. Like or you had it, what are those yeah. um those Star Wars aliens 
like is it the T'Challa or something like that that have like the the huge like head appendages that come out? I was sort of picturing it like that too, like hanging off the back of his head. Oh, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but anyways, like the little pinnacle, uh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I think one of them hung out with Jabba the Hutt, and then like in the later. Yeah, she was the dancer. Yes, exactly. So I was sort of picturing it like that, just sort of like hanging off the back of his head somehow strapped on. But again, it, it's lonely here in the afternoon, so <laughs> I let my mind wander. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so anyways, from Oklahoma, Tom's going to take us overseas to perhaps my favorite article of the month. I love this guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Japanese man gets paid to do absolutely nothing. Call him the Japanese George Costanza. Soji Muramoto has developed a cult following as Japan's do-nothing guy. Dubbed Rentelsan, the 38-year-old has spent the last four years offering himself as a warm body who can simply be there liberating his clients from the social expectations of the spoken and unspoken norms of Japanese society, according to The Independent. He's inspired a TV series and three books and has become an international celebrity through his viral social media posts. Morimoto's resume includes waiting at the finish line of a marathon for a client who wanted to see a familiar face at the end of the race, sitting with someone while they finished their thesis because they might slack off if they were working alone, and listening to healthcare workers describe the mental health toll of the COVID-19 pandemic. He charges 10,000 yen, that's about $82 per person, uh, The uh, per session, I'm sorry. The lifestyle certainly suits Morimoto, who's not that talkative or expressive, even when he's not working. He wears his signature blue hat and hoodie and a blank stare, so that clients could easily recognize him, but will dress up when the situation requires it. Outstanding. I, I, I found what I'm going to do when I retire. I'm so jealous. And honestly, I, I wanted to pick this article for my list, <laughs> but um, before I select anything, I go through and, and make sure I can pronounce all the names. And mm-hmm. there's something about... Uh, Japanese names that I turn into Mojo Jojo whenever I start to read them, and it sounds racist as shit. (laughs) So, you know, I didn't want to say, like, call him the Japanese George Costanza. Shoji Morimoto has developed a cult following as Japan's (laughs) guy. (laughs) (laughs) So I skipped it. God, this guy is amazing. Amazing. Right? Yeah. I mean, talk about like leaning into to profiting on what doing what you do. You know, oh, it's yeah, like, yeah. Play to your strengths. Well, I, I don't do anything. Yeah, but you know, I I breathe and I'm ambulatory. I'm I'm willing to do that for eighty two dollars an hour or two. I can stand here for free or stand next to you for eighty two bucks. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Let's uh, hmm. do some quick math here. I think times eighty-two. It's a hundred and seventy thousand five hundred and sixty dollars a year. If if he works every day, 
uh, that's an, assuming an eight hour day. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, you're a contractor, so you'd have to take care of your own insurance and benefits and whatnot. But still, that's that's a healthy chunk of change for just yeah. literally doing nothing. Yeah. And then you have to establish, you know, like a radius of how far you can go because then, you know, you've got you know, mileage. You can write right. off. Yep. Yeah. But amazing. And honestly, it that the Japanese culture sort of lends itself to people just like Mr. Morimoto to, to fill in the gaps required by all the, the social structure that they have, you know? Right. It's, you know, I that's awesome. Brilliant. Yeah. And I, I can totally see a TV show off of this. You know, just some like weird adventures that happen or sort of like um, like an opposite of Mr. Bean. But mm-hmm. three books? <laughs> I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could totally see a, a TV show on this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah, it just, it's, fuck, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. I think we found our next, our next project. Yes. Because yes. we need more. Absolutely. We do need more shit to do. Let's rewrite My God, They're Geese. Yeah. But instead of having it be a tongue-in-cheek airplane type story, make it like a gritty reboot. Oh, like Rob Zombie's My God, They're Geese. Ooh, yeah. Like (laughs) Zack Snyder's nine-hour black and white My God, They're Geese. (laughs) My God, (laughs) yes. Right? Yes, with a a 45-minute post-credit scene. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I love it. You know, and yeah. honestly, if we were still the same age as when you wrote that, we could have Brian Singer direct it. Oh, yeah. And a few of us would come out with terrible PTSD. Right? Yeah. <sighs> Great stories. <laughs> and millions from our tell-all. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, hats off to Mr. Morimoto for easily the the greatest idea I've ever come across. And all my life, I've always thought, shit, why didn't I think of that? This yeah. is the top right here. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I always thought beer taster was my ultimate job. But this is even uh, better. Up until I heard that they can't swallow it. Or it's frowned what? on. I oh. heard that it, was, it was frowned on, yeah. Huh, okay. Yeah. Well, in, in the institutional beer tasting, like if you're at a facility. But if you were oh. just the... Like, if, if, if we could remote work that shit, I'm in. Right? That would be beer cool. The month. Like, to beer taste over yeah. Zoom or something? Yeah. Hmm. That'd be cool. Like every morning you wake up and there's a six pack on your porch, like the old milkman. Right? Uh, yeah. Time to make time to make the donuts. <laughs> you know, theoretically, we could just start a blog where we review beer. But then we'd rely on advertising instead of a steady income from a beer manufacturer. Yeah, but they'd send us beer. Yeah. Yeah, I'll whore, uh, I'll whore myself for that. 
Oh yeah, that's again, that's <laughs> the, the birth of the bumscorner.com, man. I'm like a couple buddies and I are like we wanted a bunch of DVDs but don't want to pay for them. Ta-da! Review site. Huzzah. <laughs> so we could be beer reviewers. Yeah. Beer viewers. Oh. Beer beer bloggers. <laughs> <laughs> Burr block. <laughs> you mean like that's oh, German? And then, oh, here's a thousand dollars. Yeah, see, right? It's like we both really like this beer. Check out this Casper mattress ad. <laughs> Chick's gonna try to break an egg on a mattress. Yep. Be sure to like and subscribe. Like. Follow, subscribe. Ah, yes. Okay, so. Speaking of doing nothing. Okay, this one's fun. Parents ordered to pay $30,000 to their son after throwing out his porn collection. Hey, parents, if you're thinking about pitching your child's porn collection, think again. One nuclear family went up in smoke. I just got that. Fuck it. I read this article like (laughs) times. Never mind. Okay. After a judge ordered mom and dad to fork over $30,000 to their son because they did just that. M Live or Live reports that 43 year old David Working sued his folks after they threw away a trove of pornography and array of sex toys. Working moved in with his folks in 2016 following a divorce and asked his parents to send him some of his things after he moved out nearly a year later. But the anticipated 12 or so boxes of X rated films, magazines, and toys never manifested. He then received an email from his father who wrote, Frankly, David, I did you a big favor getting rid of all that stuff. Working disagreed and dragged his parents to court, where a judge agreed that he was the victim. On top of the $30,000, the Kalamazoo, Michigan family was also ordered by a U.S. District Judge, Paul Maloney, to cough up an additional $15,000 to pay for their son's attorney fees, meaning they owe their son about forty-five grand. So how did the judge know the parents threw away a porn collection worth roughly the same as a baseline 2022 Dodge Challenger? Maloney hired an expert, Dr. Victoria Hartman, who tried to ballpark what Working's collection had cost. Working believed his collection was worth $25,000, but wanted the judge to triple the amount for wanton destruction of property. He added that his collection cannot be replaced. However, the judge settled on $30,000 plus legal fees. Holidays at the Workings are sure going to be awkward this year. Oh, oh, fucking nuclear man. family up in smoke, dude. I, I, I kid you not. I've read this like 12 times. And I just, I guess I never read it out loud. That That's fucking yeah. terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boo to you, M Live. M Live. Live. But again, I, I love this article. 
it, yeah. it has, you know, like family friction. Mm-hmm. It has, I'm assuming, a neck beard with a dozen boxes of porn oh, in yeah. his parents' house. That's yeah. great. Right? Uh-huh. Oh, how did this guy's marriage end? That is a very <laughs> good question. I don't know. I mean, can an inflatable doll leave you? I Well, if, if it's... I don't know. If you overpressurize it, perhaps it will fly away once yeah. popped, like like in a cartoon. I guess the <laughs> AI went sentient on him. So, um, yeah, I'm just <sighs> not into that anymore. Yeah, I, I don't know how to put this gently, but you would not be wasting your time by googling Doctor Victoria Hartman either. Yeah, I um, was actually going to get to that, but. Yeah, um, she up. curates a sex museum. Uh, she's a sexologist, I think she calls herself, but she she is not hurtful on the eyes. And uh, I sat and read her Twitter account for a, a healthy portion of the day yesterday. God, and fucking Bing. Why does anybody use Bing? Fuck Bing. Sorry. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Microsoft, <laughs> home of the Bing. Oh, uh, there goes my connection. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see what I mean? Yeah, she's all right. Hmm. Yeah, not a waste of time. No. Hmm. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Hats um, off to you, Doctor Hartman. No, Dr. Hartman, Dr. Hartman. I I did not have any um problem comprehending 30 grand filling 12 boxes when it includes, you know, X-rated movies and toys and stuff. So that yeah. that shit adds up quickly. Oh, so. that, yeah, right. It, well, are these DVDs or these VHS? Ooh, he says, man. It can't be it can't be replaced. So yeah. I'm assuming like it's VHS type stuff. But oh, I mean, wow. this, does Dave has David heard of the internet? <laughs> right? Or I don't know. Maybe he's got some porn of people that went straight and all of a sudden the, the DVD values skyrocketed. Okay. That yep, I can see that. Yeah, like some I don't know, weird shit by Lou Ferrigno in the seventies yeah. or something like that. Some, that some mint inbox Samantha Fox thing. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I love the, you know, any Kramer versus Kramer article of a family member suing another one is always going to hook me. But the fact that this poor guy, I mean, he gets divorced. He has to live in his parents' basement for a year. And then his fucking dad pitches his entire porn collection. Yeah, that's rough, dude. So I, I'm glad he got some of it back. But ah, uh, no, it, I did you a favor, right? And uh, okay, let let's. Did his dad actually throw out a hundred percent of it? Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> now I'd assume anything. Physical, yes, would get pitched. I mean, 
can you reuse a movie or a magazine? Fuck yes. You know, is he going to, you know, there's not enough alcohol in your house to, you know, repurpose your son's anal beads. Yeah. Anything that requires insertion? Nope. Garbage. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Anything bulbous or slotted? Nope. Out. Bulbous or slotted? Wow. Yeah. That, that, covers the gambit way to go (laughs) (laughs) it's anything that requires batteries too you might as well pitch that (laughs) but 12 boxes i mean did his dad go through everything that he left in the house like were there garbage garbage (laughs) got it got it got it seen it got it got it seen it And if this dumbass like have sweatshirts, <laughs> kitchen stuff, dildos, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Butt stuff. Butt stuff. A big mm-hmm. box full of butt stuff. Boxes of butt stuff. Oh man. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just again, I, I'm a sucker for these stories. Um I love his comeuppance, and yes, as cheesy as it is, the article did bring up a good point that there's never going to be a normal holiday at that house ever again. No, I no, mean that, even that's always going to be awkward. Above and beyond throwing it away, just the fact that your parents have to acknowledge that you own that much stuff, accoutrement. Uh-oh. That I don't know if you could ever look them in the eye again, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be like yes. I have an inflatable kangaroo, and the area around the asshole is worn down, threadbare. <laughs> threadbare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do you want me to bring anything to Thanksgiving? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I could pick up the rolls. <laughs> Interesting. That's what you picked, Tom. Interesting. I, on purpose. On purpose. I love it. That's a callback <laughs> to yep. many, many episodes ago. <laughs> Are you there? Are you there, Ralphie? Um, you know, tw- yeah. This is. I feel for the dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking fork over the money. Yeah. Because like, what's the difference? It's it's still personal property. I mean, really, in the eyes of the law, yep. all joking aside, right. had this been a CD collection or, you know, fucking Hummel figures, it doesn't fucking matter. Right. It was his property. Yep. It has a value attached to it. And it was wantonly destroyed or discarded you know, by the defendants. So, yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, I mean, kudos to this guy to be willing to make a list of all the shit that got thrown away as a public record. Right. You know, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Of $14,519.82. Yes. I mean, uh, I honestly, if I had to publicize, my boxes, O'Kink. 
I'm afraid I would take the loss. Yeah. Well, there's a break even. I mean, is it is it five hundred bucks? That's worth the public shame, I guess. But fourteen uh, grand, which actually netted him forty five. Yeah, I don't know, man. Just. Uh, but the thing is, like, kudos to this dude too, because it's like, yeah, we're all fucking freaks, right? But everyone, uh, everyone got their kink. But he, like, listed it in court. Like, uh-huh. you're not only opening the kimono. I mean, you're wiping your ass on it at that point. Like, yes, we all have a freaky side. And would it please the court that I may read everything that I have bought over the past 20 years and and show it to you? Mm-hmm. And have this sexy, sexy doctor... Put a value on it. <laughs> yep. The defense does not rest. Oh, well played. Well played. <laughs> mm. Good I would one. like to offer a motion. Wow. You've been sitting on all of these this entire time. Yeah, you should have led with those. I, at one point in time, contemplated being pre-law. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Okay, so you're what? Do you, you're taking us all oh, the Orlando story? Oh, <laughs> uh, did you watch this footage? Absolutely. Fucking a. Oh, it was so bad. Chelsea, Chelsea, you need to stop. Oh, God, it was terrible. Wow. Okay. Um, Just just rip off the Band-Aid, man. All right. Police officer on bike traces chases drunken woman on motorized suitcase at Orlando Airport. A drunken passenger who was barred from boarding an airplane at Orlando International Airport rode away from the gate atop a motorized suitcase with a police officer on a bicycle in hot pursuit. The incident, captured on the officer's body cam, shows Chelsea Alston, age 32, after being denied entry to her flight due to her inebriated state. The cop politely asks her to leave the gate and return to the terminal, but instead... She fires off a barrage of absurd obscenities at him before riding away while sitting atop her suitcase, leading to a crazy low-speed chase through the terminal. The patient cop repeatedly tries to persuade her to leave the terminal until he finally has no choice but to arrest her. Alston resists fighting with the cop and spitting at him, She was later accused of battering the police officer and causing more than $1,000 in damage to his patrol car. According to records obtained by WKMJ, if convicted, Alston faces up to five years in prison for each offense. Uh, To that cop's credit, that was the most patient person I have ever seen. Right? Yes. Um, and uh, it's unfortunate they don't list the, the, the officer officer's name here because really to, to watch the video, and it's like 10 minutes long. Yeah. 10 minutes of like body cam footage of this guy, like 
essentially pleading with this woman, come on. Right. Come on, stop hitting me. Yep. <laughs> Don't spit at me. Don't spit. Stop spitting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> stop hitting me. Stop. Chelsea, come on. Right. Come on, Chelsea. Chelsea, come on. I mean, it was like, I I don't know. Was, was he her, like, ex-boyfriend? Because like, <laughs> the dude showed an absurd amount of restraint yes. and compassion. And, and I, honestly, maybe that's, that's just my jaded eyes at, at this t- point in time in our history that a, a, an officer of the law would be so compassionate. Yes, they should be this compassionate. Yes, However, yes. This should be the norm. You know. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. This dude went above and beyond. Um, kudos was, to him. But there yeah, was one. There part should I, be compassion. Yeah, I'm not wrong. Not I, I I loved the part where she was a little bit further away from him. And he was on his bike riding through the terminal, mm-hmm. and she was like maybe a row over. And <laughs> every time he would pass somebody, he would just go, "I know." I know. <laughs> right? I know. <laughs> He's slowly pedaling his way to catch up with her. <laughs> like everybody he passed. Hey, there's a yeah. Huh? yeah. Yep. Did oh, you my. know there's a drunk lady over there riding a suitcase? <laughs> I didn't even know they had motorized suitcases. Yeah, it's a thing. Why? Um this may come as a like shock, this- but Americans are lazy. Like, we're now aspiring to reach the level of energy of the the humans in Wall E. Um, That was my first thought when I saw that movie. (laughs) Like, oh, we passed that years ago. We're going to look at this and go, "Uh uh-huh. That's it. That's the shit I want. That's success. That is living. They exist. And it, it's literally so you can just sit on it and zoom around the airport. Oh, my God. Yeah, I know. Yes, that's where we are as a people. I'm sorry. Well, it's not my fault. Fuck that. Why should I apologize? Don't be sorry. <laughs> Join me. <laughs> But yeah, I I loved the the video was great. Um, and yeah, the second the footage started, you could tell she was loaded. Oh yeah. And it's how many? I don't want to like throw George under the bus, but <laughs> any drunken thing in an airport, I always think back to the days when, or the you know the times when we had to get George back on an airplane to get oh, back. Oh God. Someplace, because yep. it was because after he moved out of state, um, and it was always like, oh, come on, all right, yeah, we'll we'll take you to the airport. We end up in the bar. We get there plenty fucking early. That was and the was, our downfall. Oh yeah, the <laughs> fact that we were truly responsible fucked yep. us. Yep. Uh, yeah, because we're like, oh shit, we got an hour and a half. Well, let's just pop in here and have a drink. <laughs> Or nine. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And I want to say there was at least once, maybe twice, where he was either late or almost late because we just sat at the bar too long, too. Mm -hmm. And he'd have to fight to get on the plane. Yeah. At least there's one occasion that I, I vividly recall 
Yeah. Like the door was closing and he was like, yep. come on. Yeah. Yep. Like not the door to the gate, like the door to the airplane. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but honestly, and, and again, that was 30 years ago. These yeah. days you cannot fuck around like that in an airport. No. You know, I mean, a, you have post nine 11 and post COVID where, right. Honestly, the airline industries are sick of your shit and are not putting up with it anymore. You know, you cannot like act like an entitled asshole just because you have a $70 plane ticket. Yeah. Straighten up and fly right. That should be United's new logo right there. Straighten up and fly yeah. right. So, yeah, they had they and again, just from watching this woman how she interacted with the gate people and the policemen, they had every right to say, uh-uh, yeah. you're not getting on this plane. And the lesson right. here for people that do drink and fly is when they tell you that, fucking go home. Don't start yeah. shit with the cops. You know, she ended up with what? A grand in damage to his patrol car and up to five years per offense. Yeah. So if a cop tells you maybe you should leave the terminal, don't spit on him. Right. Well, again, if you're in that state, I was thinking right. Right. <clears throat> um. Yeah, it's it's tough. I, mean, I, know. Uh, <laughs> I got no defense for. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> and that's not, I, I am in no place to throw a stone anywhere in this story. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, there's times I've gotten on an airplane and I'm like, oh shit, where the fuck am I? <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs> We're now landing. Shit, fuck where? <laughs> yep. I, I've I've clicked many a belt and thought, I can't believe I got away with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, that was that was years ago, right? You know, when yep. you literally could could get pushed out of a moving car and into the gate. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And uh, because you were white, you could get on the plane with a bunch of weed, and <laughs> nobody'd look at you twice. But that was a, that was a long time ago. You know, it was a, a different yeah. time. But not yeah. anymore, man. Which is nope. interesting because there's exponentially more stress that the population has to deal with, but exponentially more restrictions. Oh yeah, that that that, that punish people dealing with that stress. Yep, and whatever absolutely. You know, whether it's an appropriate or inappropriate way is is not my call, but. Mm-hmm. You know. Yep, but no matter what's happening in your personal life, though, never take it out on the service industry. That's absolutely fuck yeah. that. They have enough on their plate. They don't need your shit stacked on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, Chelsea, I'm sorry you had a bad day, but you're a hundred percent in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. And again, I I can't disparage you for your decisions because uh, they've done that. <laughs> <laughs> We've been there adjacent, so just just fucking go home, sleep it off, and try again tomorrow. Yeah. And kudos again to the Orlando cop that uh, oh. showed just, just a Herculean amount of patience. That guy was amazing. 
I mean, if if and when I get arrested next time, I hope it's by him. You know. <laughs> Unfortunately, does it? I'm trying to see where the if they list the guy's name. Hmm. I'd buy him a donut. Right. Yeah. They do not. Hmm. Yeah, the oh. links to a YouTube, then there's no details. Right. Thanks, WKMJ. What does it even spell? The home of the Kamaka! Yeah. Oh, it's almost Japanese. Yeah. WKMJ! Mojo Jojo! Can I just, can I just, I loved Mojo Jojo. <laughs> like, those were my favorite Powerpuff Girl episodes. Oh, he was the fucking best bad guy. Oh my god. He I was mean, awesome. Talk about multi-layered. That guy. Totally. Oh my god. <laughs> like, this, there's a lot more going on behind this fucking cartoon. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, Yes. <laughs> Say some Dan Harmon level shit happening. <laughs> oh. You know, it takes Marvel a gazillion dollars in two decades to to flesh out bad guys, but the Powerpuff Girls could do it in like four episodes of twenty two oh, yeah. minutes each. You know, yeah, yep. <laughs> yeah, but Mojo Jojo was the best. I mean, talk about depth. That guy had a lot of shit going on. And I just, oh again, God. whoever was doing the voice was just, it was so good. So, so fun. Yeah. yeah. I hope wanted destruction. <laughs> so I did this, and you thought I was doing this, but I wasn't really doing this. Yeah. And so you thought this. And that was part of my plan, because my plan was what it is. The Powerpuff Girls are in such peril. <laughs> you are in peril. I have put you in peril. I am the one who has been paralyzed you. <laughs> and soon the whole world will know my rage. <laughs> the rage that I have for the whole world. <laughs> oh, Joe, Joe, Joe. <laughs> Not to dwell too much on it, but I mean, like, it's such a parody on the way Japan, you know, the, the anime world is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, let me explain this three different ways. <laughs> it's like, oh my god, I got it the first time, Yoshi. <laughs> oh, so good, and the I fact can't. that he was a tiny ass gorilla too—that that just makes it so much better. Yeah. Oh, brilliant show! Absolutely brilliant show. So there's your homework, kids. Uh, go dig up copies or, or or episodes of Powerpuff Girls. Yeah, the old ones, not the new yeah. series. I've not seen those. Not I the heard they were, they were trying to they were trying to pull off a reboot live action. Oh, ah, oh, God, I can taste it. Ah, uh, on, the, on the CW, it's oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah, die oh, in the vine. The angst, the angst, get away. <laughs> Oh God! Okay, so yeah, now now that I've completely made this sh- episode utterly racist, 
by making fun of Japanese people. <laughs> no, we're um, embracing the Japanese people's the Jap- Japanese society that we were exposed to back in the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. That, nice save. Okay. I'll take I it. Try. Yeah. Um, Again, so I, you know, at one point in time, I did think about it maybe becoming pre-law. <laughs> you should have, Tom. You would have been good at it. The pre part, not the law part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tracking. <laughs> you don't need a criminal attorney. You need a criminal attorney. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your guy. <laughs> oh, classic. Have you been accused of something? Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, so in theory, next month we'll be joining you to rip apart part of your childhood and say whether or not we agree with your... Uh, rose-tinted glasses towards the 70s and 80s. And I guess until then, um, keep an open mind. Don't spit on cops. Quit being an asshole. Just, yeah, don't be a dick to really anybody. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's a positive, positive thing to end on. Yeah. Do what you can. Yeah, right on. Okay, so I guess we'll uh, we'll see you folks in April then. You guys take care. Ciao.